You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace, Rocket. (laughs) The World Series preview pod. (laughs) I need the power of Creed. I I get a need for Creed. The power of Creed compels you. The power of Creed compels you. Listen. No one wanted to believe in them. No one wanted to believe in them Rangers. It took, what, when, when, what was, what's that like? Uh, uh, is that Thanos when it's like, what did it take? And it's like, everything. yeah, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did it take to get the Rangers to the World Series? Everything. Everything. Uh, everything. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. Hey, World Series baseball starts tomorrow night. It's Friday. We're all, we're all happy. We're smiling. We're, we're, we're getting ready for the, the grand finale of our great baseball season. Uh, everyone had this, by the way. Everyone had the D-backs. A- according to my Twitter mentions, when Paul Seawald tweeted the receipt of <laughs> oh. me saying, hey, oh. this could age poorly. We didn't, oh. we didn't fly across the country to get our asses kicked. I was like, well, this could oh. age poorly. Uh, oh. Apparently that sent shockwaves in the D-backs uh, clubhouse. But, you know, I'm sure I was the only person that didn't have the D-backs in the world. How stupid am I? I mean, to not you, you, were, you, you, were, you were a blatant hater of the Diamondbacks last episode. Maybe even the no, episode before that. No one picked like a, them. A nobody. Nobody picked Just them. Stomping nobody. all the snakes, man. No. No, and actually, they, they I was the only for that one out. who wanted to give them credit. So, Seawall no, 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 because I wanted that. to play the D back strong, about? and then you were being a you were being a little puss face. You were what? being Dal- Dallas little pussy pants. Yes, you were. I, 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 you were being I gave, a little Dally pussy gave pants. Meryl Kelly all the and credit. Like, Come no, on, no, stop no, it, stop no. it. Dance, you fucking asshole. I, I was pumping it up. I was pumping it up. Pump it up, Dallas. There I was is. giving it to him. I was giving the stakes all of the love. I gave, I gave Paul Seaball all of the love. I gave, yeah, I gave okay. the Whopper I did too. all of the love. I love Paul Seawald. Paul Seawald doesn't love me, but I love him. It's okay. Listen, I've been pumping it up for weeks now. You can't make Look, the case sometimes for that. A relationship, Jake, Jake, sometimes Jake, there's just Jake, more Jake, give and take Jake, than a, Jake, than a relationship. Jake, Jake, have I been pumping it up or no? You've been pumping it up all playoffs. I've been pumping it up all playoffs. <laughs> like Enough to pick them? No. No, yeah. and I tweeted that the second that the second that they they uh, won the series, I was like, "Listen, uh, didn't pick them against the Brewers, didn't pick them against the Dodgers, didn't pick them against the Phillies, uh, didn't think the series was coming back to Philly, and then when it was coming back to Philly, I didn't have them winning a game in Philly. Other than that, yeah, I respect the D-backs. <laughs> you know, you know what's happened? I do is you've been trying to cut the head off that damn snake for a month now." They just been bobbing and bobbing and weaving, bobbing and weaving. Yeah. They've been rattling that ass, Jared. They have rattled mm-hmm. you, rattled. That, you. I'm not rattled. I'm not rattled. Like I still don't. They're not going to win the World Series, so I'm still not rattled. 
Things are heating up in the ballpark, and the chase to crown a champion is on. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of the baseball action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. String together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code JARED. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jared, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance, opt-in, and 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Do we need to get right into it? Because right I'm into feeling it. something. I don't know, man. I, I like at the beginning of this, I felt like I was ready to go D backs here. I take I've taken a look at some of the numbers. I've taken a look at some of the numbers for the Texas Rangers. There's ebbs and flows. Some of the guys and that Joey's you feel definitely like, picking the D backs. Oh, I Joey's uh, Joey's pick picking back. the D backs in yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, he, he's yeah. going D backs in Where the fuck? Yeah, he already has like all of it queued up. He's going D backs so hard. But I mean, I had a picture of a snake. Where's my picture of my snake? Go? Yeah, can you I, find I the right it. snake uh, this time, please? <laughs> the hell is For that? Christ's sake, you're throwing up a cobra. We can't have a cobra, uh, okay? A yeah. snake's a snake. Give me a diamondback. They call them, they call them uh, the kid. The, the kids are calling them snakes now. The diamondbacks is the old name. They're just the it's snakes. the snakes. Any snake, the serps come together. The serps. Um. I mean, but 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 are well, we are are we? Are we going to entertain the idea that the baseball gods could just have a very different plan in place here for how this World Series unfolds? Because we do I mean, have a team that you feel like series. should I'm be here, and then we have a team. Yep. I mean, so, so, so why not? Why, if they have done everything that they've needed to do up until this point, why can't that continue to happen? They only need four more wins. Four more wins. That's all they need. It's a lot of wins. That's four more wins than the Rockies got in 2007 when they made it to the World Series, and they were the the Cinderella story. I, I just think that for every reason that we've talked about a team being able to go on a good run and make it this far, the Diamondbacks have done that. They have, and they've done it at the right time. They've pitched well at the right time. They've gotten it from places maybe you didn't expect to, but it was going to have to come from them, right? It was absolutely going to have to come from those guys. And it has. Remember, Zach Gallen, out of the well, three right, that has made the majority of the starts, Zach Gallen's the one who has struggled the most. Let me ask Jay Hay this question. Take your analytics out of it. Take any type of research that you've done out of it. Just give me the vibes. Does this feel like a D-backs World Series title? Like, storyline-wise, do they finish the story? I don't. I mean, to me, there's... And maybe I'm way off like I was last time with the Philly underdog thing. But I, to me, there's a Cinderella aspect to both of these teams. Like it, it doesn't, 
I know the Rangers were, what, six games better during the regular season than the D-backs, and that's a meaningful difference or, or at least a notable difference. But like, I, I don't know. They, they, have this, they have the similar like really bad to World Series over the same three-season period. Um, I, I don't think this feels like a, a, an Arizona Destiny World Series to me. Hmm. But does it doesn't does it mean I don't say that, doesn't do mean they feel- can't win doesn't mean I'm not going to pick them but it 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 doesn't feel I don't feel like that's the overwhelming narrative coming into this I feel like Texas is riding something special um in their own in their own right with the the win streak to start the postseason uh, that's and why then, it reminds and, me of 07 and I in the emphatic like- way that they dis- dismissed the Astros in Game Six and Game Seven. If baseball is dead existed in 2007, it would be the same narrative. It would be uh, you've got this powerhouse team in the American League that went to the World Series. I don't want to say untouched um, because, I mean, even like the the 07 Red Sox, I think that that uh, that series against Cleveland went seven games um, in the in the ALCS. But once they got to the World Series, the Rockies had that Cinderella story of no one thought the Rockies were going to make it to the World Series and they got hot at the right time and here they are, but they still just got absolutely throat fucked at the end of the season. Like it was just like, hey, your team of destiny doesn't matter because the better team is still going to win. Yeah. If we're going to draw a comparison to 2007, I, I think the Rangers and Diamondbacks are much, much closer in roster talent in expectation of winning the World Series, of all those sorts of things, than the Red Sox and Rockies were at the time. The the 07 Red Sox won 96 games and outscored their opponents by 210 runs that season. They were a great team. I don't think that the 2023 Rangers or the 2023 D-backs are going, regardless of who wins the World Series. Who's the Rangers, like plus 190? Like they're, they're it was like plus like one eighty seven I think. Yeah, I mean they, they they've they've done their offense. Yeah, it was, that, yeah, it was like plus one seventy. That's yeah. part of what has gotten the attention, and that's part of why. Like, so I agree with you to an extent, Jay. Hey, that there's there's not an overwhelming sense that one team like there could be a Cinderella heir to both. But again, the Texas Rangers won their division, and the Diamondbacks did not. And you can look at the no, totality. no, 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 no. No, Astros won the division, what? remember? Oh, Astros yeah, that's won right, the that's division. Right, that's right. The, the, the last day was the yeah, yeah, same record. Same uh, record. Yeah, same, same record. Same yep, record. Yep. Um, so that, that's what I was thinking is, yes, they had the same record as the division winner, did not win the division winner. That's why I agree with the Cinderella aspect of what you said. Um, the, all of that being said, we were kind of talking about this before we started. Does that lineup, though, the offensive aspect of that line does that tell you if you're the texas rangers or someone looking at the texas rangers like this is the team compared to the other in the diamondbacks this is the team that maybe if one of them were going to be here this would be the one that should be here uh i I think when you spend half a billion dollars and that half a billion doesn't even count jacob Degrom, one of the best pitchers if not the best pitcher of this generation and people before people freak out i think it's a different generation than the uh kershaw verlander um scherzer generation even though he's the same age as kershaw i think it's a different generation it's a more modern generation uh they've done all this without Degrom, 
but they spent a fuck ton of money, whereas the D-backs obviously did not. Did I just see, Joe, did I see you tweet that uh, Madison Bumgarner is the highest paid player in the D-backs and he hasn't pitched since April? Yeah. Yes, he's the highest paid player. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's the disparity. I mean, you can say that no one expected the Rangers to be here, but I did. You could say that uh, the D-backs shouldn't be here, but they are. But I, when you spend well, so, that type of money, you're obviously trying to fucking get there. Do you think the D-backs going into sure. spring training were like, this is the year. This is the year we're getting there. Like Executives probably didn't even feel that way. No, but but what you're I, getting no, that that's that right there is the is what you're getting from the Fox, what you're getting from Merrill Kelly, what you're getting from Ginkle, what you're getting from Thompson, what you've gotten from Seawall. Like those are the things that have had to happen right now is the emergence of those types of performances from those spots. Because if you're only getting two of the three that are going to start these ball games for you, clicking. And it's Zach Gallon who's kind of been stumbling and kicking around a little bit. Well, then you're going to need some guys to step up in that bullpen. And that's what those dudes have done. And you're then getting Merrill Kelly and Bot to do what they have done, where you maybe didn't expect that. And when we saw the Diamondbacks start to get back to their aggressive nature offensively, we saw their entire personality as a team change. And they're hap- that's all happening at the most pivotal time of the year. Like I said, you got four more wins, man. Four more. There's nothing that says they can't continue to do what they've done and play the brand of baseball that we just saw them finish off over the next six games, seven games. Well, and if you want, if you want to paint a realistic picture for the the Diamondbacks or an optimistic picture, I think you can say that they may very well have the starting pitching advantage in the first two games of the series. That's not a given, depending on how you feel about Gallon and Ivaldi, but you can certainly make that case um, because Merrill Kelly's been excellent, regardless of who the Rangers ultimately decide to start in game two. I haven't seen that announced yet. Um, I, and if and if you have that, you absolutely have a chance to win the World Series. I mean, if, if we're talking Are about we- chances to win, it's like, a, what is it, a 55-45 situation or a yeah. 53-47 well- like this? This should look, be treated as a very way. close World Series, I would think. Look at look at it from this perspective, Jay. Hey, whose bullpen are you taking? Mm-hmm. T-backs. I mean, right now I'm taking the right? Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. So yes. if you're going to take that, if you're going to take that bullpen, and there's probably a separation in what you would expect offensively from that lineup, from each lineup, right? You're probably going to get a little more, or you think you're going to get a little more out of that Texas Rangers lineup, but let's not forget, the, and this is the reason why I, I said the Texas Rangers at this time are going to be looking in the eyes of Josh Young. They're going to be looking in the eyes of Marcus Simeon, Leody Tavares. These are three guys in that lineup that have not swung the bat well here. They did not perform well in the LCS. They're, they're going to need some help. They're, they're going to need to show back up. Right, because Garcia, I mean, fuck the, the the five or six or whatever with three tanks, like that's great, but that can't happen the entire series. You're going to need some other help, but can the Diamondbacks get what they've gotten out of Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, and can some other guys show up? Who knows, man? I think Longo and Jay. Hey, this is something that you and I were kind of talking about. Like, I, I, why can't Longo, 15 years removed from his first trip to the big dance? 
why can't he turn it on and have himself a series and be one of those X factors that you're looking at going, if Longo swings it and adds a little link to this lineup, shit could be a little different. They got a couple or Christian Walker. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. They got a, they got a couple guys who haven't really been doing that well that could go well. That's the beauty of the Gary World L. Series. It and could be anybody. It could, it could <laughs> no be anybody. Mo. So if you've got, if Jay, if you feel like you've got the starting pitching Moreno. leaning in your direction, if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I think it's clear that you have the advantage when it comes to the bullpen and matching up down there. Well, if we're going to shorten the game and get it to the bullpen, do you say advantage Diamondbacks? It kind of sounds like it. And if that's the case, you just need the offense to show up. Maybe it's about getting on the board early and then being able to rely on what Merrill Kelly and Fod have done. And if Zach Gallen just says, you know what, buddy, I was just waiting for the World Series. All right. The LCS, eh. <laughs> it's World Series time. Now it's time to get fucking now it's time to get rolling. That that yeah. could be a ah. that could just be a stamp for the Diamondbacks. Zach Gallen goes out and spins six, seven shut. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to know picks yet, but does anyone have this series ending in five games or less? No. Jay? No. Joseph? No. No. So we all have it going six plus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Buckle up, cowboy. Yeah. Shit. It's gonna be a palm yes. sweater. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I mean, it's gonna be a good not, series. I know, not... I know that people. What? No, I was. I don't know. I mean, if if we're not if we're not dropping picks now, when? I mean, I don't know how much more there is to kind of lay out about what we're looking at here. We've well, I think we should go gone... down. Like you know, I, I think if you're gonna check boxes here, which which lineup would you rather have? No one is saying the D backs over the Rangers, correct? Yeah. No, I'm taking the Texas Rangers offense. Okay. I think I think the bullpen, no one's taking the Rangers bullpen over the D-backs. I don't know. Like the 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 Rangers, they might not have a sick bullpen, but it's some they have a lot of starters who are kind of can do that role when the Diamondbacks have been good in the bullpen, but it's really like three guys. It's Ryan Thompson, Geekle, and um the other fucking Geekle. guy. God yeah. damn it. No. Fuck. The fuck Seawald. <laughs> those three yeah, I forgot Seawald, my bad. Listen, those three guys are he's are hey, just he's, yeah, it's that's it, noted, it's Joe. those three that's guys. Noted. But it's then But I'm saying, and their starters, you got fought their third starter. I mean, do they really see him going further than four innings? Yeah. I mean, he's proven that he can in this post. Why not? Yeah, why, he's got yeah, the stuff. Why, why would he Who not? was it that said that, you know, obviously Gallen and Kelly are, you'd make the case that they're the better pitchers, but that uh, Fott has the best stuff in the D-backs rotation? Was that Smoltz that said that? Mm. I, I don't even know that I would argue that in terms of know. stuff. Yeah, I mean, so now we're just high on, that, on Fott. Brandon Fott has has arrived as an ace. I mean, going into playoffs, <laughs> first game of the playoffs, they're starting Brandon Fott. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Are, what's going to happen? Will oh, you just, as a, just gonna, was, it's the worst game win starter of all time. Well, yes, and now, yes, he should, three weeks later, look he's at the, him. got the best stuff on the team. No, he, he, Brandon Fott is to the D backs 
as Ranger Suarez was to the Phillies. He's not going to start a game one and you'll feel great about that. Like, oh, here's our game one starter, Ranger Suarez. But he's a guy that can emerge with little to no what expectations is, and be a small well, What does Ranger Suarez do every time he pitches? Dominates even in the postseason. He pitched four innings, five innings max. But he dominates. I mean, it's fair, it's fair to call out like how we characterized Fott in, be prior to game one against the Brewers, but it's also not like this guy was a complete nothing shithead. He was like, I believe, entered the season as their number one prospect or at least their number yeah. one pitching prospect. So it's like, and his minor league strikeout numbers were absolutely astronomical, give, particularly given the, the starter's workload that he was carrying in the minor leagues. So like, he's not the first young pitcher to blossom on, you know, like the October stage. And I do think it's fair to like, in terms of stuff, I think he's certainly up there with anything the Diamondbacks are throwing out in the rotation. Even under the bright lights of the playoffs, Blue Moon Belgian White Belgian style wheat ale is the beer that's made brighter. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark for baseball fans, first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. From its bold, refreshing flavor to its beautiful, bright color, Blue Moon is as iconic as America's pastime. The playoffs have been absolutely wild so far. I think I've probably had a Blue Moon in hand for almost every single game. I can tell you firsthand that it enhances the baseball watching experience 100%. Nothing like sitting down at 8.03 p.m. Eastern time and just cracking open a Blue Moon and getting ready to watch baseball playoffs. With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball, so it's the perfect match for the playoffs. The crack of a beer, the pour, the first sip of that bold flavor, Blue Moon always feels like a special occasion. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all through the playoffs. Brighten up the baseball playoffs with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's one of a kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for fresh baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com rocket. Blue Moon, made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. But yeah, I mean that's that, that's why I, I feel like we we've gone through like the rotation, the bullpen, and I, and I I I love and I hate that the bullpen is always the X factor that it is. But there's just no denying that if you have somebody that shows up down there and gets you out of trouble a couple different times and you didn't see that happening, and you didn't see it coming from that person or these couple arms, that could very well be the deciding factor. And it can also be a factor when the offense, say the Rangers, just start to bludgeon the baseball and start to blow up. Can the Diamondbacks bullpen, the guys who are on the minus side of things, can they keep them within striking distance? Or is it just a complete ass whooping on those days? And now they got to try to reel well, it in and rely on the six seven shut from the starter. I think I think Brandon Fott could be the X factor in this series if He's you think X about factor. it because he is like it, when you think about the lineups, it's like all right, you're going Rangers. When you go bullpen, you're thinking you're thinking the D backs. But then when you look at the rotations, it's Avaldi Montgomery going up against Kelly and Gallon. And then when you get to the number threes there. Brandon Fott is the scale tipper over Max Scherzer. Who would you rather have right now, Fott or Scherzer? Fott. The, the Fott dog. The Fott bot, you mean? <laughs> the Fott box. Yeah, I think everyone would rather have Fott right now. And, it, and I didn't want it to sound like I'm hating on Fott. I'm not hating on Fott. I like to see You're this guy. On. I'm not hating on Fott. All right, I like the Fott bot. 
And I, I'm just, <laughs> I was just pointing out like this guy had a negative no, war fair. this year. It's fair. And, and now he's emerged as, as a fucking guy. And I, I agree. He's a fucking, but, I, I, but the Diamondbacks have a lot of these guys who are like, they could coming into the series aren't, you know, household names by any fucking means, but they have a lot of guys who could really become potential like stars. The Fobot being one of them. But to mm. that point, we talked about it on the previous podcast briefly, but like Fott's emergence started during the, the regular season over the final month and a half. And so like if there was an error, it was probably on our end or my end, not adequately weighting the changes that he had made and the improvements that he'd made over that absolutely brutal start to his career uh, when he came up and, you know, threw up like a nine ERA in his first seven appearances or whatever it was. Um, so like it, it is abrupt that he's come in and, you know, has, you know, 22 to three strikeout to walk ratio and ERA of two, whatever it is in the postseason. But like the sample is a little bit larger than just the postseason two for him being an effective pitcher. That's fair. Yeah, it didn't come from nowhere. He wasn't lighting uh, up though. He had, he had a um, four, three ERA in um september which isn't terrible it's a better lot, than whatever it was lot. the whole fucking yeah. season was like over eight yeah what was his what, what was his five, era for the year five something five <laughs> yeah five yeah. seven negative four war yeah but, so but that's also that also captures the importance in this sport of like it's not it is relevant what you were doing in april and may but it only to a degree from a player perspective because like Brandon Fott's ERA was ruined for the season, basically, regardless of what he did late in the year because of how bad the beginning of his year was. It doesn't matter how dominant or what changes he made. His ERA was always going to look bad. The Arizona Diamondbacks spent the vast majority of the 2023 season with a bullpen that was well below average in Major League Baseball. ERA of like four and a half, four, seven for parts of the year. And you know what mattered? what their bullpen looked like and was performing like down the stretch in September entering October. And it was some different names and it was some people pitching at a different level than they had earlier in the season. But that's all that really mattered. The, the Brewers had the best bullpen during the regular season. The Diamondbacks beat them. And part of that was because their bullpen outperformed the, the Brewers bullpen too. Um, it's yeah, just all like late comebacks. Yeah. It's just like, it, it's, I I'll, I personally sometimes like focus too much on what did this team do, and I think I made this mistake clearly in in the 2023 postseason of focusing too much on what the team did over 162 and how good is this team versus what does this team look like right now and how good are the players performing? Not like a hot streak, but what is their true talent level right now? But Jay, hey, you know what's funny, man, is to a man across the league. That is something that every organization is guilty of in its preparation. And that is the gap that is trying to be closed is getting everybody to buy in to what you're seeing right now. What's happening right now? Because I get what the numbers from April to July have told us. And then we saw something start to change in this guy in August, September. It started to click. And what's happening the last week and a half? What's happening? Those are the numbers that I need to pay attention to right now. And especially in the World Series, especially in the postseason, because I think you can see guys make clear adjustments and clear changes to their approaches, understanding that the game is at its height right now. So the idea of getting big in a certain situation, that's gone. 
right? I, I'm looking to put the ball in play. I'm just looking to do things a little differently. And I think the numbers can bear that out and they'll tell you that. So that is where I think folks really should be focused on. And I'm not saying that I'm some genius who knows this and they don't know. That is where the attention is paid. But you're trying to close that gap ever as like as much as possible between you and your opponent. They have they just have playoff they just have playoff players. The D backs. If you're if you're a small ball person, this is your team. The D backs are representing the small ball. I, I think the big problem for the Rangers now is that the D backs figured out how to win playoff games. Steal. Like just by causing chaos on the base paths, like stealing bases, being aggressive. First they didn't start doing that until game six. Yeah. Like they didn't start doing that until the end of the NLCS. And they still dismissed the Dodgers by mostly hitting home runs. Um, the Brewer series, as we talked about, those were late in and comebacks, timely hitting. Uh, and then they they beat the Phillies by being aggressive on the base pass. They could do all those things in the World Series. I, I mean, there's no I'm, I'm not spoiler. I'm not going to pick them, but there's no reason why at the end of the World Series, if the D-backs are champions, that I would be like, oh, my God, I didn't see this coming. Like they they have a game plan. It's just a matter of can they execute it? I would I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised. I mean, now obviously now they're in the World Series. It's kind of a coin flip. Anyone could win. Anything can happen. It's the World mm -hmm. Series. But yeah, yeah, the D-backs. Yeah, well, I can't think of a, a team in the World Series that was this out of nowhere. Even the teams that are kind of being compared to, like the Nationals in nineteen, the Braves twenty-one, even the Phillies last year. Like this team is nowhere close to those teams in terms of like talent on the roster on paper. In terms of well, like spring training aspirations yeah all those three teams nationals braves phillies that went to the world series all were like picked to compete for their division going into the year then underperformed and then came back when it mattered the diamondbacks were just probably the most like middle of the pack team the d-backs were the just... team that everyone was like oh look out for the d-backs this year like they could be interesting like that they were the the popular pick for that yeah they could sneak into the playoffs, and that's exactly and what it, they did. Well, they got their yeah, last playoffs. He makes that this. fucking catch. <laughs> they don't even make the playoffs, right? Let, let me, Say let me a ask fucking you guys Suzuki, this. dude. Who's who is who is your who is your X factor for the Arizona Diamondbacks in the lineup? If this guy shows up, and if this guy can contribute, then things look different. I'm it's, gonna say, one, and I, I said Evan Long Moreno. You keep oh, okay. Well, this is why I would say somebody else, and it would be Corbin uh, Carroll, just Drew. because. Then Evan Longoria, just because the ceiling is so high, like this is the most talented player on the team, he could rack off. He could do a five homer series. He carried the offense for the I, first I half of I think what I'm year. getting at is a, a guy that a guy that you don't necessarily like. If Corbin Carroll plays well, of course the Diamondbacks have a chance to win. But that has that has played out, and we've seen some vacancies in other spots in their lineup. So if Corbin Carroll just continues to do what he's done over these last few games and carries that into the postseason, Ketel Marte continues the torrid pace that he's on to start the postseason. 16, now it's a 17-game, 18-game, 19-game, 20-game. 21 game hitting streak to start his postseason career. Who is an X factor? Because I think the Diamondbacks honestly are that home run streak 
away from a guy. I have an answer. And that's why I said it's Longo. Longo, you run into two or three this series. And I know that's asking a lot, but you run into two. Things could look very different for the Diamondbacks. Very different. Jay, I, what do you got, Jay? Hey? So I, I agree. I think Longo is a pretty optimistic uh, option for that. But I like where you're going with the power thing, because my answer is Christian Walker. Thank um, you. Who, who I actually think is capable of doing what you're sort of like. We're all sort of hoping Evan Longoria could do. We're talking about a guy yeah, I mean, who has 69 me, that's home me runs. That's just loving Longo. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm not he has 69 homers <laughs> over the last two seasons, 33 this season. Um, and, you know, for as much as we like to talk about how if you like small ball, the D-backs are your team. They got a lot of team speed, which is certainly uh, an aesthetically and game tactic attractive thing to have. But it is more about whether you are out homering your opponents in the postseason than any mm-hmm former baseball player or baseball commentator ever wants to admit. And the numbers back it up once again. Teams to out homer opponents are 21 and four this postseason. They went 22 and six last postseason and maybe just as relevant, 50.7% of runs scored this postseason have been via the home run. That is up massively from where it was in the regular season when it was 41% and it's above where it was in the 2022 postseason as well. Um, and if the Diamondbacks are going to pull the quote unquote upset because they are on DraftKings and and all other sites, the underdog in this series, I think it's going to be because they quote unquote run into the home run a few more times than anticipated. And Christian Walker has the pop to do that. So he is my pick for that question. Hmm. That's a great answer. Thanks, Jared. You go on Walker as well. Answer, I feel like. Yeah, just I mean, well, there's, it's I don't know. Not I mean, that's not a correct uh, answer. I just think like those are like because it very well could be the case. Longo could could not but, hit fucking water out in the middle of the ocean for this series. Did he pay you to Walker, say this shit? Did he? Did you? Is this a sponsored segment that Evan Longoria paid money for? Like what are you, what are Christian Walker. About? If we're talking, if we're talking about like regular season production, like the gap between regular season production and postseason production, like this guy is due to pop off. It's Christian Walker, and I know that he like mashes. I'm not talking about lefties, dude to pop off. Hit, that wasn't still... the that wasn't the question. The que- like again, you would probably X factor. It's a dude that's like lying in wait. If I'm wrong, play a difference. Who do you and would you expect that from Christian Walker before you would expect it from Evan Longoria? I think your answer is clearly yes from what you're saying. So that's why I'm <laughs> saying Longoria would be the guy for me. Not that there's a correct. Did, did Evan Longoria have an had. OPS in the 700s this year? Or was it lower than that? Uh, very probably lower. Uh, Longo hit like he. I don't know that he hit a hundred this last series, dude. Yeah. Well, it's a great. It's like a great that, pick, that's... Dallas. It's a great pick. I'll put it right here. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think you're understanding. You you've turned this into a no. A I get it. Thing. I get it. <laughs> it Dallas, listen. If Evan Longoria pops off in this series that'll be huge for the d-backs because he's he hasn't done i mean he's been good defensively you know he's played a good third base but offensively would love to see him check in would love to see that happen he also uh is a good uh gives good advice to the younger players yeah he's a good dude i love i I mean uh, the the idea is is who else is getting the at-bats over there and like he's He's going to be in the lineup, and Christian Walker 
absolutely a guy that you would be expecting or you would like to get that production from that you haven't. Longoria, yeah. I don't think, has been that yeah. guy Christian all year Walker, long, Christian Walker is reminding me of like Hunter Renfro in the 21 playoffs for the Red Sox, where it's just like absolute force offensively, and then where the fuck did that guy go once the playoffs rolled around? Uh, need need more Christian Walker offensive contributions. By the way, when I ask for your World Series predictions, be prepared to hit me with the World Series MVP as part of your predictions. So then let's switch gears to Suck the Rangers. On that for a little bit. Who are the who is going yes, to be if there's an X factor for the Rangers to be had, or if you think it's a group? <laughs> who is it? What I don't is like it? this question, dude. <laughs> the X factor. Um, so like this has to be a player who's like not that good yet, but can, can be good. So you can't pick. No, no, no. Like I Adolis said, it Garcia could be a Seager. like it could be a player. I mean, I I, I try to steer so away I from saying, I said that I heard that was the wrong answer. That was wrong. It's not the wrong answer. Well, you pick the best player on the team. I don't want to be wrong twice. Because that that was the correct answer in the NLCS. Like if this guy if this guy pops off, then the D backs are gonna win the series. And that was the correct answer. It was he, Corbin Carroll. He hits homers. Jay Hayes said it. He hit homers and he steals bags. He has big bags. ball and small ball. Mm-hmm. Uh two and one. He can do it all. But he ain't on the Rangers, which is the problem I'm having right now. No, so I had to the pick X Factor. One Ranger. X Factor. For them, Rangers. Well, hasn't Marcus Simeon been a little quiet this postseason, comparatively speaking, to go. his counterparts? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's a good pick. And good I'm pretty pick. sure he led the team in war this year. Did he really? Over a seeker? Yeah, according to okay. baseball reference. And, you know, he's a guy that Dallas has his number. So he has connections to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, he is... So if he leads with the team of war, he's the best player in the team. So that couldn't really necessarily be a good X factor pick, but that's who I'm going with. My X factor pick is Nathaniel Lowe. Lowdown. Ballsy. Yeah. Lowdown. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. A little lefty bat. He's got that oppo pop. Jay, I could see him. I know who. <sighs> I think I'm going to go Evan Carter. Is he Evan is he Carter? T- is he too good? Has he been too good for this answer? No, no. Okay. I, no I think a lot no. of folks probably didn't even know who the fuck he was until the playoffs started. Yeah. So the only reason I said I mean, no to, to Corbin Carroll again because I was like, "Fuck, he's the best player." No, I'm just I'm not being a smart ass. I'm just making sure because I was waffling between him and somebody else. Um, but like, listen, this is obviously a guy with prospect pedigree. This is a guy that was like supposed to be good for the Texas Rangers. Uh, I don't think anybody basically is supposed to be quite this good uh, that he has been. If you look at both what he did after he came up in late September and what he's done in the postseason uh, per our mutual friend, Sarah Langs, uh, he's reached base safely in 12 straight postseason games. That's every postseason game he's played so far, which is the longest streak by a player aged 21 or younger in postseason history. Uh, and that's his first 12 games. Uh, that's not the case for anybody else with the stat. It just happens to be his first 12. Um, and he's been a, a force. He's also got six stolen bases and six homers over 35 games played between the regular season and the postseason. So why is he an X factor? A, uh, can he continue to perform at the level that he's performed at uh, for four more games, five more games, six, seven, whatever it takes? 
And also he's he's rocking some pretty tremendous splits uh, in 2023 uh, in terms of righty lefty. He's hitting 353 with a 1.166 and all six of his homers uh, against righties. And he's hitting 063 with a 292 OPS in 18 plate appearances. Uh, small sample for sure. Uh, but he's one for 16 with 10 strikeouts against lefties this season. Um, so uh, is that a situation that could be exploited in game? Um, I don't know, but he's been an electric player. Uh, and I'm curious to see whether he can continue to do it. So that's my answer. I'm curious to see where they put him in the lineup because he wouldn't. He he was hitting like third in the Ooh, end Carter? of the CS, but I don't think. He, yeah, and I don't think he was. You know, he actually he got most of his his production in the first few games and kind of fell off a little bit. So I I'm wondering what they do with him if they if he's still a hot hand that they're gonna put like in the because him batting like third or fourth in this lineup is pretty crazy because they're so good yeah well i think because what he provides i mean look bro you're talking about full count full count carter i mean the obp is insane and you're giving that lineup really anybody it's it's almost like his ability to get on base forces you to pitch to the guy in front of him because you know what kind of a grindy acid bat that's going to be coming up behind that guy. And then you got to pitch to Carter because you need him out. You can't nibble because he's going to put the peepers on you and walk his ass down to first base, and now you got trouble. Now you're opening up holes defensively. You don't need that. You can't have traffic in the postseason. So maybe it's not the power threat that's looming that causes you to start to nibble or forces you into the zone and make a mistake. It's the it's the fact that you can't afford to get this guy on base and you start to make mistakes before you even are dealing with that dude. Well, and I, for sure. And I also think to building off of that, for all the talk about these teams being aggressive in the postseason on the base paths, that's mostly true about just the Phillies and the D backs. Um, like they have 16 stolen bases each in the postseason. Uh, and the next closest team, which is the Rangers, only has nine. nine. But yeah, yep. and three of those are from Evan Carter. So I think like he's probably a little bit more important in terms of putting that sort of pressure on the opponents uh, than he maybe would be on the D-backs, for example, um, or or the Phillies or something like that if they had made the World Series. So um, that's that's another reason why I think it's kind of interesting and he's unique within this team. A little bit. I I'm gonna switch my pick to Josh Spores for X Factor because uh-huh. he's been X Factor for 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 the Rangers because you know we said about it. There's their 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 bullpen. It's a little weak and they're struggling and they don't trust Chapman. And now can they yep. even trust Leclerc? Can they even trust Leclerc? Uh, he gave up a garbage time home run. If you can't, today. they're in big trouble. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Big trouble. Big trouble. Come on, this is the dude that was getting multiple outs at the end of the ball game to get them here, and now you can't. Now I'm not saying every night, every night, Dallas. But should you not be able to trust him now? That's problematic. Hey, it's not even about it's not even about trust. It's about what the fuck happens because they can trust him or they cannot trust him. If he doesn't give a run, mission accomplished. Oh yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna get the opportunity, Joe. He's gonna get the opportunity. It's just a matter of whether or not he's able to. Hold water, or or does that ship start to sink? That's that's and to win a World Series, 
you're going to need multiple guys in the bullpen who are shutting people down and not giving up runs, no matter who they are. And Spores has been shut, hasn't been shut the door. I think they should let Spores shut the doors because he's been the best <laughs> fucking up reliever. Because you like that? Because <laughs> you like Spores and doors? Yeah, I mean. So yeah, I, I was it. just about to say, <laughs> like, out of all the blown moments for Chapman in the postseason, I was like, well, pretty much all those were never in the World Series. But the fucking Rajai Davis home yeah. run was probably Homer, like the most the iconic baseball moment of our lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would have been cool if it ended. Well, all right. Who's um, our the, oh, who's our picks? Hold on. Hold on. Or hold on. You, what? Do you have to go? Because I wanted to follow. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just, I was really happy that, I was really happy that Joy brought up spores because I have a nug or two. And I really, oh, yeah, it, yeah, it, fire it ties into whether he's going to continue this too. Because uh, lowest opponent batting average allowed in a single postseason in the wild card era, okay? You had to have faced at least 30 batters. So there are 812 qualified pitcher seasons. So the sample here is vast, all right? Since March, 1995. March. And Spores, ba batters have hit two of 27 against Spores so far this postseason. That's 074. There have only been six individual postseason seasons that have been better than that in the wild card era. The best of all time uh, by this qualifier is Mike Timlin's 2003 when he went yeah. uh, held batters to one for 30, uh, 033. Point being, though, he has been absolutely untouchable in the postseason, and that is in stark contrast to not only his regular season overall, where I believe his ERA was north of five, um, but also how he ended the regular season where from over his final eight appearances, he allowed 14 runs in seven and two thirds innings pitched with just six strikeouts and four walks. He was fucking terrible. And the third element of this, and then I'll shut up, is that he has really shifted around his pitch mix in the postseason compared to where he was in the regular season. Well, He's gone from using his slider the most out of three pitches to the, to the third most out of three pitches, and he's now leaning harder on his four-seam curveball combination than he did during the, the regular season. So, mm -hmm. so it's on one hand, totally bullshit that he's dominating like this because he was terrible during the regular season. On the other <laughs> hand, on the other hand, there may be something real to it because he's using pitches, his pitches. He hasn't Flip added a pitch script. or anything, but he's using Flip the pitches. The that he, yeah, he's using his repertoire in a different way. So thank you for bringing him up. That's awesome. He yeah. He was at the beginning of the year was like going off. People are naming this like breakout reliever, and then he totally had a terrible month. Like he, from like August to September, he had a twenty three ERA, and then I guess it was an injury. I remember watching at the time. And I don't know if it was a real injury or not, but they sent his ass down. Maybe Phantom IL. Maybe he was actually injured. Probably a good chance he was. Came back and uh, basically to start the playoffs, and has been. Yes, everyone's saying it. Spores shut the doors. I've always said that personal style isn't just about having a signature look. You can define your style piece by piece, and fall is the perfect time to add a few new layers to your wardrobe. Elevate your closet with Indochino for custom made-to-measure pieces at an off-the-rack price. This fall season, Indochino has new colors, fabrics, and styles to choose from, from classic suits for special occasions to head-turning outerwear for your sidewalk stride. I had a couple weddings I needed to go to this summer. I was like, damn, I don't know where I'm going to get a suit for these weddings. Indochino came up clutch, man. It was super easy to use their website. I'm going to use 
use it again next summer for more weddings and you should too. With new colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles, it's easy to create your fall look. Their unique process allows you to choose the exact customizations you want. From buttons and vents to pockets and lapels, you can say how you want it and that's how they'll build it. Submit your measurements online or book a showroom appointment to work with an Indochino expert style guide in person. Every suit is made to your exact measurements and you can customize every detail. Create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly with endless customization options so you get the exact look you want. Blazers, pants, outerwear, and more designed and made for you. Hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from, quality European wools, linen, and cotton in a wide range of colors and patterns. Design a look personalized to your style and taste without the luxury price tag. Add fresh layers to your fall style with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code DEAD to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code DEAD. Uh, Dallas, you got to go. Let's hit the predictions. Dallas, what do you got in this World Series? Man, I look... I want the Rangers to win this World Series just because of the, just, you know, for the homies. Now, look, I got homies with the D-backs too, but uh, I I almost feel like I got to go D-backs here just because of, because, of, because of the wave that they've been riding, because of the fact that I think that if they can continue to get what they've gotten on the mound, they've got a real shot because we have seen good pitching beat solid lineups this postseason. And there's no reason that that trend doesn't continue. The problem is the Texas Rangers have a lineup and they've got guys that haven't swung it well that very well could be due. And you figure if two or three of those dudes even start to rear their head, things can get very hairy for that Diamondbacks team. So this sounds like you're both teams again. The pitcher in me is going snakes and six. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad pick, though. I'm going Stakes Diamondbacks in six. in six. Diamondbacks in six. Okay. Diamondbacks in six is the pick from Dallas. Who's your uh, who's your Shout MVP? out to their run prevention department. Who's who's, who's your MVP? World Series MVP. Um, Cattell Marte. Cattell Marte. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dallas. You can be on your way. Class the Smith. Tell Marte. All right. Um, Joseph, your World Series pick. I'm riding with the Rangers. Wow. Yeah, I've picked against the Rangers all year. So if you're a Rangers fan and they lose, wow. um, it's my fault because I was the biggest doubter on the Rangers. Damn. But now I'm cowboyed up. Um, I like Dane Dunning. To get MVP, Dane, Dane. Um, well, I'm probably not. Actually, I'm going to say not Dane Dunning. I'm going. How, and how many? How many? I think Simeon in six. All right. You got the Rangers. Rangers in six. Marcus Simeon World Series MVP. Justin Havens. Uh, I am going to go D-backs in seven. Wow. Okay. We got two T-Vax picks. T-Vax in seven. Who's your World Series MVP, Jay? Uh, I really sold myself with that Christian Walker conversation earlier. Um, yeah. So I'm going to just ride that. I think that's going to be the answer because you're already getting that elite first base defense. Could see him having a few yeah. game saving picks. 
You know what I mean? Um, and maybe he does get those home runs. So I'm going to I'm gonna go. And they need somebody other than Corbin Carroll and Ketel Marte to step up in order to win this World Series. So I'm going to yeah. go um, with Christian Walker. Okay. I guess that means it's my pick. Wonder which way I'm going to go. I mean, come on. Are you shitting me? You think I was going to pick any other fucking team in the tournament to win this World Series? Get fucked. Get fucked. It's been us against the world the whole season. We've been riding that dusty trail. We've been heading out west for seven months now. One of the best lineups in baseball. People been talking shit about our bullpen, but I ain't seen any blown saves this postseason. How about Nasty Nate dragging his balls all over the mound? How about Jordan Montgomery adding an extra $100 million to his bag this free agent offseason? How about the fact that Max Scherzer just came back from the dead to pitch in Game 7? A clinching Game 7 in Houston to knock off the Houston Astros on the way to the World Series. How about Adolis Garcia chasing the RBI record for the postseason? How about Corey Seager being the guy that would win the MVP award this year if Shohei Otani was never born? And he may not win the American League MVP, but I'm telling you right now, Corey Seager's winning the World Series MVP. Shohei, you can have your AL MVP. That's fine. That's fine. Because if you ask me at the end of the day, what MVP award would I rather have? It's the World Series MVP. Rangers and six. That's all I got. Can I do a little bit of a nub dump? Yeah, please. If that's all you got. I can't believe you picked the, I can't believe you picked the D-backs. Really? Shit. Yeah, it's just like, come on, dude. They don't have to pop. You know they don't have to pop. Yeah, I've been wrong most of this postseason. It'd be fine if I was wrong again. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the D-backs were the first NL team in history to advance to the World Series while being outscored during the regular season. And even if you factor in um, the postseason run that they've been on, uh, which brings their overall record to 93 and 81, they have still been outscored by five runs on the season. Um, this would be, I was curious. Uh, I, f- I was researching the, uh, the series uh, after our last podcast, and I stumbled onto the fact that uh, these two teams ranked first and second in fewest errors committed this season. So I was like, I wonder when the last time those the two teams that finished with the fewest errors met in the World Series. And uh, the answer is 1946 when the Red wow, Sox... the World Series were in to meet the Cardinals. They lost yep. in the seven games. Yep. Red Sox, Cardinals. Um, so it's been a long Eno time. Slaughter. Yeah, you know all about 46. Um, mm-hmm. You Johnny remember. Pesky. Yep, you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted Williams at 200. So enjoy that. Doesn't happen very often. It's like an eclipse sort of thing. Um, the D-backs are obviously going to throw a lot of right-handed starting pitchers uh, in this series. That's been very successful for them. Uh, Adolis Garcia has been incredibly successful against right-handed pitchers this postseason. If you look at the highest slugging percentage against right-handed pitchers in a single postseason in the wildcard era, 
the only people who have put up better than Garcia's 841 were Barry Bonds in 2002, Beltron in 04, <laughs> Arosa Reina in 20, and David Freeze in 2011. So, yeah, those are some of the most memorable postseason performers of our generation. That's what, exactly what I was going to say. You know, four signature <laughs> performances. Um, so we'll see if Garcia can keep that up. Um, and then finally, uh, the Bruce Bochy element to this, which was almost enough to make me pick the Rangers, uh, but it wasn't. Uh, he, if he wins, this would be his fourth World Series championship. Uh, the only manager to be bo- to manage while anybody on this podcast has been alive to also win four World Series titles is Joe Torre. Everybody else wow. who has ever done it uh, stopped managing in 1976 or earlier. Uh, most of them stopped managing in the 1950s. It's McCarthy, Stengel, Mack, and Alston. So Bochy would reach like truly, truly like rare error for managers if he's able to capture uh, this championship. And obviously his would come with two different franchises, whereas Tories were all with one. Um, Has he been to five? Yeah, he was the manager of the Padres when they the lost Padres, to the Yankees yeah, in 98. 98. Yeah. Yeah. So for if he's if he's able to win this one, he would be four and one in World Series, though, which is pretty hot. Um, yeah. But we'll see. You know, it would break a tie with Sparky Anderson, Tony La Russa. Um, yeah, I think that's is that it with three. Uh, Sparky. Oh, Miller Huggins, John McGraw. Um, but yeah, so those are my nugs. That's all I got. Um, okay. Guys, imagine what you can accomplish when you're not distracted by the swampy conditions in your shorts. Dollar Shave Club's ball spray is like deodorant for your balls. It absorbs moisture, reduces chafing, and keeps those rank odors at bay. Not to mention our minty, fresh, tingly aroma that lets you know you're fresh, and a precision sprayer that makes application easy at any angle. Get a fresh pair. Visit dollarshaveclub.com to get ball spray today. Uh, any final thoughts, Joseph? I am a cowboy now. Thank God. I've always been a cowboy baby. And now <laughs> I'm rolling with the Rangers, man. And I really did uh, hate on the Rangers throughout the year. And I said, you know what? These guys, they have nothing. They'll never win the division. Houston's going to win. And I was right. And then I said they were going to lose to the Rays. And then I said they're going to lose to the Orioles. Then I said they're going to lose to the Astros. And I was wrong, wrong, wrong. Now I'm going with the Rangers just because I just don't think that Arizona has the pop. And like Jay Hay, that home run stat that you said earlier, that really stick stuck with me. And also these are two stadiums, big stadiums, not a lot of home runs. To me, that makes home runs even that much more important. I don't know if these mm-hmm. little guys like Corbin Carroll's their best home run hitter and he's just a little guy. You know? That worries me. No disrespect to Corbin Carroll. Thirty bombs. Thirty fucking bombs. Mm-hmm. Fifty bags. Uh, Jake's takes. I just can't wait for Dallas to start claiming you pick the Rangers tomorrow night after they win game one. <laughs> well, you got to understand, Jake, he actually has like friends on the Rangers. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So he's basically on the team. Yeah. You, you can't blame him for that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, was the, was the nug dump your final thoughts, Jay? Hey, do you have something else you want to sign off with? Nope. That's it for me. Okay. All right. Game one of the World Series, Friday night. We'll be back after game one, right, Jake? After game one. We're going to do a podcast after every single game? Yep. Podcast after every single game. All right, I'll be on my deathbed. Uh, You'll be on your couch watching the World Series, and we'll see you after game one.
and we out.